Today's daf is daf Memhei. We're holding at the top of Memhei Amad Al. We're really in the middle of the sugya. Let's refresh quickly the pertinent information to continue with today's daf. We had uh, a machlokus in the Mishnah between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yaisi. Shiloh was when two people are traveling on their own and they say Reuven and Shimon and there is a nether that precludes Shimon from benefiting from Reuven and Shimon has no food. Ruvain is the only one that brought food, so the Chacham say he can put it down on a rock and say, I'm being mafkir to whoever wants to come and take it, and Shimon is able to benefit. And Rabbi Yesu says that is not allowed, you cannot go ahead and do it. We had two different interpretations on how to understand Rabbi Yesi. We are focusing, as the Ron pointed out yesterday and today, on Rabbi Yochanan's definition, which is a little interesting because Rabbi Yochanan actually was slugged up. At least it was a question that he wasn't able to respond to. Nevertheless, we are following Rabbi Yochanan's definition of Rabbi Yossi, which was that Rabbi Yossi holds that Hefker is not, it works like Matana. Just as a Matana, until the person actually takes it, you could change your mind. It's still connected to you. So too Hefker is the same thing, which therefore obviously means that if there's a nether, you cannot give it to someone through Hefker because it's still considered like he's directly benefiting to you. Whereas Chachamim, you understand the classical definition of Hefker is you've removed yourself completely from the item, remove yourself completely from the item, so then when the person takes it, he's no longer taking it from you, and therefore would not violate the boundaries of the nether. That's the way Rabbi Yochan explained it. The Gemara brought down yesterday a brysa, so there was a first brysa that the Rasha and the Sefer don't seem to stem, one follows more the Rechachamim's understanding, one follows more Rabbi Yosef, and we had a Machlokas, Ula and Rish Lokish, how do we make the brysa consistent? All either going like the Chachamim, the way Ula wanted to do it, or all going according to Rabbi Yaisi, the way uh, Reish Lakish wanted to explain the Brysa. And then we brought down a second Brysa, also a Stam Brysa that does not have any names associated with it. And this Brysa said that if a person the night before is Mafkir is Kerem, the next day he goes and he uh, reclaims the uh, Kerem, he is potter from Trumas and Meisters. He does not have to take Trumas and Meisters. And our question was, is that the Chorah, how did that work in Reish Lakish? He tried to make the earlier Stam Mishnah go like, the Stam Raisa go like Rabbi Yossi. How would this go like Rabbi Yossi? According to Rabbi Yossi, the classic definition of Hefker is that you're still associated, still attached to it, which means that if you take it back and read it the next day, that's like a retraction. And if it's like a retraction, then it should not be considered to be like it's Minah Hefker, and it should be Sochayv and Trumas and Maishas. That was the question the Gemara had. And the Gemara said that it's not so difficult, is that it could be that the first Brysa, where Rabbi was adamant that it was all going like Rabbi Yossi, the second Brysa could all be going like the Chachamim, and that's the way we got out. And the Eima, we're now going to give another alternative to how is it possible that the second Brysa, which says that if you take it, Minakerem, then you're going to be potter from Trumas and Maisa, which is Mashma, is considered to be a valid Hefker and not a retraction. How could that go even like Rabbi Yaisi? That's what we're going to give, another alternative answer. How could it be like Rabbi Yaisi? The Eima, but the Gemara is going to say now, uh, to explain that it could work even according to Rachel Lockyer's understanding, the, uh, that, that it's all going like Rabbi Yaisi. Fascinating. The Gemara makes a, now a, a comment that there's a, there are different levels of Hefker. That if Hefker is made uh, where there's less than three people, then it follows Rabbi Yossi's understanding of what we said before, that you're still attached to it. 
If you do a hefker in front of three people, then it's no longer like a matana. Then it's like the way the Chachamim understood hefker works. Even Rabbi Yaisi will agree that a hefker that's made publicly in front of three people, that's considered to be complete disassociation from the item, and therefore there's not even a retraction possible in such a scenario. Which not, is, even the not even the 72 hours? Not even, we're talking about the 72, after 72 hours. We're talking about the first, we're talking about right now, immediately. Right now, the guy got up the next morning. And we said that in such a case, there will not be, will not be considered associated. Now, whether there's the Xera or not the Xera, and the way the first bride, so let's not, we're not dealing with that right now. We're dealing with over here, the guy gets up the next morning. Why is he part of from Trumas and Meisters? All right, the Ikara Din, even according to Rabbi Yaisi, because since the case of Yasomat, the Hefker was made in front of three people. A Hefker that's made in front of three people, a public Hefker, Rabbi Yaisi will agree to the Chachamim that what? That that's a complete relinquishment. That's a complete relinquishment if I come back the next morning and I take it myself that's no longer retraction I'm not able to do a retraction anymore yeah. and therefore now I'm taking it Mina Hefker since I'm taking it Mina Hefker it'll be Potter from Trumas and Amisus so that is the alternative answer how this could also still be going like Rabbi Yaisi. you don't have to say now it's going like the now the Ron says a, a couple of sforas here, but the Ron says important and interesting. What's the difference between in front of three people and not in front of three people? He oh. says that in front of less than three people, so it's more mashma. I'm doing this specifically directed because I want a specific individual to be able to get it. That's where it's more like a matana. Or in fact, it might even be underhanded. I really want to come back and take it myself. But if I've already made it public in front of three, so then... What's that? And therefore, in such a scenario, it means that's a case where it's clearly, it's not because I am directing it to a specific individual or I intend to come get it back myself. Chances are it's not going to be there anymore. That's why it's effective in disconnecting. The other point the Ron says, which is an interesting swara, he said that's in front of three. Why three? He's because even if one of those three are the ones that take it, there will at least be two Adem. That will witness, so can't, it won't lead to any machlok. There's always going to be a machlok. Did you mean to give it? Did you not mean to? Was it real hefker? Did I retract it? But if there's two witnesses saying that you did, so three ensures there's always going to be two witnesses that testify what actually happened to it. So let's see it inside again. train that the earlier uh, Bryce is talking about where you did it less than three, you do it with two. The Ron says, the two, which just means that it wasn't three was less than three. And this b'risa, by the kerem, the second b'risa is dealing with where there was at least three. Now, why does that help to make it go like Rabbi Yaisi? Because even Rabbi Yaisi will agree that what? That if it's done in front of three, it's a complete disconnection and it's no longer like a matana. The Amr Rabbi Yechanan, it's interesting because that's how Rabbi Yechanan explained, according to Rabbi Yechanan, is explaining Shat and Rabbi Yaisi. The Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Mishim Rabbi Shimon ben Yitzhadak, Kol Amafker, Bifnei Shloisha, Have Hefker. When is it a considered a complete Hefker, not like a matana, and it's completely disconnected if it's done in front of three? Bifnei Shnaim, if it's less than three, in front of two, it could be one. It's Machlokas Rishonim, if it has to be one at least. So therefore, lo have a hefker, it is not considered to be a hefker. The Mephorshim discuss over here where it has a nafkamina, where Mimvatal the Chomets on the night of the search, 
Right? So there's a machlokus over there. Is that working mekor hefker? Have a kehefker the up for the aras. The machlokus is shining. Are you being mafkir? So there's some has the, have the opinion that if it's actually working like a hefker, you should have to have three people there when you go ahead and do it. It's one of the interesting discussions there. Anyway, comes along Rabbi Yechanan's Bar Plukta, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi disagrees with Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan held like this. In the sheet of what Rabbi Yechanan just explained now, in the Chachamim, it's always a disconnect. Whether it's less than three, whether it's more than three, that's the Machlok. They hold is completely disconnected. That's the nature of Hefker. In Rabbi, Yo- uh, in Rabbi Yosef, there's two levels of Hefker. A Hefker that's done in front of less than three, it works like a Matana. I have to have done three or more, that where the complete disconnect. That, but that's the way Rabbi Yechonah understands. In the Chachamim, it makes no difference, less than three. According to Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, yes, this din of three was said, and it actually was said in the sheet of the Chachamim, not in the sheet of Rabbi Yosi. And even in the Chachamim, that even though Me'ikara din, it's considered to be a Hefker, even less than Three, but to avoid all kinds of problems about machloikas and what's going to happen in the chachamim, the chachamim made a made exera that what that when you do hefker to work midrabbanan at least on a it had to be done in front of three people. So Rabbi Yehuda and Levi disagreeing with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda saying the difference of three and less than three was said in the sheet of Rabbi Yosi, whereas according to Rabbi Yehuda and Levi, this din was said actually in the sheet of the. Chachamim, who normally hold you disconnect even less than three, but because to avoid all kinds of issues, the Chachamim came along and said you should only do Hefker in front of three. So that's what we're going to see. Levi Omar, Devar Torah, Mi'ikra De Minat Torah, Afilu Be'echad Have Hefker, it's a complete Hefker, Afilu Minat Torah completely, and that's, and that's the Chachamim Shita, Bar Matam Aram Beshloisha, why do you need to have, uh, Three kadeshia echad zeichus It actually wasn't the rans for it. The gemara's for it is that you have to have at least even if one of the three decides to take it, he'll take it, and the other two can testify, and they'll make sure that clarity that there's not going to be any machlokus over it. Hadranalach ein bein amudar. Hadranalach ein bein amudar. Hadranalach ein bein amudar. Bezer shemis baruch. We now begin the fifth parak of Maseches Adarim Parak Hashutofin. Uh, we have a very interesting uh, case of this. The situation is as follows. What happens if Reuven said, I am not allowed to benefit from Shimon? And Shimon said, I am not allowed to benefit from Reuven. So each one made a nedger precluding themselves from the other one. The Gemara will discuss what about if it's a little different. What happens if Reuven said, Shimon's not allowed to benefit from me. And Shimon said, I'm not allowed to get, he's Reuven's not allowed to benefit from me. But that's not the case the way we're understanding right now. It's each one precluded himself from getting from the other. And they happen to have a courtyard or a field they own in partnership. They happen to be partners. Okay, they got into a fight. And each one, I'm not going to get anything from you. That one's a year. I'm not getting anything from you. And they own a field in partnership. Now, there's a long, long run. That's why the mission is so short over here. There is, in, and actually has uh, tremendously um, uh, important implications. How do we view partnership? 
We know legally there's an, uh, there's, there's a, what's it called, an S partnership, and there's different corporate types, but how do we prove a partnership? Is a partner own 50% of each molecule? Does, uh, how, how do we, in, 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 in terms of uh, the, 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 the mechanics of when two people are partners, how do we view it? And that's who discusses, the Ron goes into the different uh, ways of discussing. But the issue right now at hand is, if we do, we own a field in partnership, and I'm not allowed to benefit from you, and you're not allowed to benefit from me, the question is, can either one of them use the courtyard? Because the Chorah, if I'm going to the courtyard, I'm actually benefiting from you by going in, even though we're partners. And when you go into the courtyard, you're actually benefiting from me by going in. So therefore, is neither one allowed to use the courtyard, or is there any kind of mechanism in place that allows each one to actually use it, even though there is a nether that each one's not allowed to benefit from the other one? That's what the Mishnah is discussing. So let's see it inside. So is no way out is that as long as that nether is in place, the partners are not allowed to use that jointly owned asset. Is each one is allowed to enter, because each one can say, I am using the 50% of the property that is mine. Now, comes along the Ron and explains beautifully what exactly is the machlikas. Why the Chacham say you can't? Why do, do Now, the first thing he explains this, and it's going to be based on the sugya tomorrow and later on, is that we're dealing with a chatzar she'ein bodin chaluka. There are, the Moran Babasa talks as the sizes of certain joint items, sometimes there are large enough that each one can force the other, compel the other one to split, because there's enough of the acid that each one can use independently. On the other hand, there's certain acids that can only be used and the size that they are, because they can only be used one at a time. They cannot be used, and it's not big enough. And he says that this is what we're discussing over here. So neither one can compel the other one to split it, because there's not enough of the acid to be able to split. So that's what we're talking about over here. We'll see it makes impact, it impacts on tomorrow's stuff. But it's a chatash din chalukah. So what's the pshat over here? So the Ran says, is that what the argument between Lozab and Yaakov and the Chachamim boils down to is the concept of Breira. Now what is Breira? Breira means that sometimes there might be a, an initially a transaction or event that occurs that not all the information at the time is available to us. But when that information later on is available, retroactively, we can tie it back to the initial event that happened earlier. That's Breira. Breira means that, that, that it retroactively is now available. Now, there's no question that if we both own a field together, I have rights of usage, and you have rights of usage. Now, and when I go in, at that moment in time, I, you are ceding to me the right to use it at the time that I'm using it. And when I go in, I, and when you go in, I'm ceding to you the right of usage at the time you're, you're using it, right? Now, the question is like this. If you hold, like Rabbi Lezman Yaakov is that the idea of Reira, that means at the time of when we partner up and we make that shutfus, we make that partnership, we're saying is, is that when you use it 
It's yours. When I use it, it's mine. But I don't know when you're going to be using it. And you don't know when I'm going to... We didn't have like a chart that said, okay, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, you use it, Thursdays, Monday, Friday. We, we don't have that. It just comes out is that based on whenever it is retroactive to this point, that's the agreement, right? And, and if you hold that, then you're not violating the nether. Because the bottom line is, it's not like you're ceding me a right to use it at the time you're using it. That right was ceded retroactively when? When we, when, we, when we came up with a partnership. So then in such a case, says Rabbi Rabbi, Rabbi Lozman, uh, uh, Ben Yankov, there's no violation of the nether over here. Because I, it's not like you're doing something, you're ceding your, uh, a right for me to use it, or you're giving me something to be able to use it, I'm giving you something else when you use We're not doing that at the time it's happening, because that's already built in originally from way back then, and that is not in violation of the nether. That precluded, that was before the nether ever took place, so then it would be okay. But if you don't hold a braira, which is the Chachamim's opinion, so therefore, mechanics are there. The mechanics are that when I'm using it, you're giving me the right to use it. When you're using it, I'm giving the right to use it. But it's, it's, it's real time. It's not retroactive to the time of the transaction. If it's real time, it comes out, yes, I'm using my 50%, but for me to use my 50%, you have to give me, see to me, the right of usage at that time. That's going to be a problem in violation of the nether. So really what it boils down to, says the Ron, is whether you hold of the mechanics of Brera or you don't hold the mechanics of Brera. Clear? Uh, let's go on. <clears throat> now, the, uh, the, the, the Mishnah does say there's a caveat, because there are certain usages that partners, even though historically partners will allow one another to use the field or the courtyard in a certain way, technically, legally, if one partner says, I don't want you to do it, they would be able to stop the other partner from doing it. Now, for example, if one is going to say to uh, put in a, put a, 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 an, an oven, right? The guy wants to put a barbecue into the courtyard. Or the guy wants to put a mill. Or the guy wants to raise chickens. Now, that is impeding on the other one's usage when he wants to use it. So, even though under normal circumstances, partners would agree... On to allow each other to do it, but that's not built into Brera, because that's not assumption of, that's what I would, because I could say I don't want you to do it. So therefore that requires my acquiescence, which is real time. And since it requires my acquiescence real time, even Rabbi Elizabeth and Yaakov will agree that for one party to do it, would not be allowed because that would be requiring the other party's acquiescence, which he cannot give him, because then he would be considered benefiting him and violating the nether. So that is the, uh, the, 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 and the reason why it's not built into the Brera, because it's not something that is, uh, it's, it's a definite, even though, yes, they always usually, uh, usually allow one another, but since I can stop you from doing it, I cannot say it's based on Brera. It has, it, it's considered a real-time benefit at the time that it's happening. That's the Ron explains. Why is it like this? Vishneim Asur, now both parties will be Asur, Lahamid Rechayim, to put in a mill, tanur an oven, or Legado Tanagolim, or to raise chickens. Now, let's say the case is you're only one party. Ruvay made the nether that he is not allowed to benefit from Shimon. So it only goes one way. It doesn't go the other way. So we're going to have really the logic is going to be the same. So therefore, I... Um, uh, uh, what's the place? Um, yeah, oh yeah. 
Michaveiro, Lo Yekanas Lechotzer, according to the Chachamim, Ruvain is, uh, 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 is not allowed to go into the Chotzer, because since he's not allowed to benefit from Shimon, again, they don't hold the braid, right? It's real-time benefit. Me going in means you're ceding me at that time the right of usage. That would be you benefiting me, and I'm not allowed to get benefits, so I'm not allowed to go in. Whereas Rosman Yaakov says, not a problem. Why? Because, He can say to him, that's not a problem, because I'm just going into my 50% of it. I, it comes out now, but you're seeding me. No, you're not seeding that to me, because that was built into the original uh, uh, transaction that retroactively, when I use it, I'm using mine, and I have a right to use it back from that transaction. No violation of the nether. Even one way is not going to be problematic. However, so therefore again, so let's see it inside. I'm going into my 50%, I'm not going into yours. That's a Bolozman Yaakov. Now, however, here we have a new, a new nuance here. What is that? The covenant is no delimkoras chelko. But we will pressure the person who made the nether, the person who created the restriction, to sell his portion to the other fellow. Right? Remember, because they can't split, because it's not big enough to split, but to sell his portion to the other one. Why? Why, in the first case, we didn't say that they force one to sell to the other, but here you do. Because here you're going to have an inequity of usage. Why are you going to have an inequity of usage? In the first case, both of them were not allowed to do certain things. They're both not allowed to put in a mill, put in an oven, or raise chickens, right? In this case, that's only going to be problematic one way, right? Because I'm not going to be allowed to do it. I'm not allowed to benefit viewers. I'm not allowed to get to do that. But you will be allowed to do because the netter only went one way. And that, says the Iran explains, is going to create an enmity. It's going to create a negativity because when one partner is allowed to have more usage than the other now even though I created that problem how could I create that problem because I made the nether so therefore if we want to avoid because we what what might end up happening because there is that negativity it's going to go south it's not going to go in a, a right way and therefore I might react what you're doing and I'm going to do it that'll violate the nether we don't want that happening or the other thing is that they'll just be upset and angry at the other party now there is a solution what he could he has his right to say I don't want you to do it either same way that I can't do it, he could say, I don't want you to do it. But since the standard, the norm of partners was that they would be allowed to do, then you're asking him to do something that also would create an, a, 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 neg- a negative thing. To be, so to, which side has to buy it? What's that? The buyer, buy cre- guy, the, no, the, 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 you, can, you, you can offer it, you can offer you, I, I can say to you, listen, I'm, uh, I will sell it to you if you want to buy it. You can't force him to buy it, but he can force him to sell it. What's that? You're saying, why isn't that itself considered to be a benefit? I guess if it's market share and it's talking about, it's market price and it's not talking about a situation where the market is better for the buy, I mean, we have to look at what this scenario is. Anyway, now, here's another situation here. Let's say we have Ruben and Shimon, all right, may, uh, did not have a nether upon each other. But Levi, Ruvain got into a fight with Levi. And Ruvain made a nether that Levi is not allowed to use the field. Right. 
And their, another partner didn't have that. And another person did not have it. The question over here is, can Levi, now the Ram says, this is not, he says, there's no question, Levi can't just walk into the field and say, oh, I'm just using Shimon's part of it. You can't do that. But the question over here is, let's say Shimon wants Levi. Levi. Levi's the local plumber. Shimon said, I need you to come fix my toilet, right? So therefore, or let's say there's a party going on in Shimon's house and Levi's been invited. So on his own, there's no Shiloh. Levi can't just say, well, I'm going in and he's I'm using. That you don't have a right to do. But let's say it's at the behest, at the request of Shimon. Can we say, well, that's also going to come down to Machlokas the Chachamim and Rabbi Elazar Ben Yaakov. So let's see. Let's see. So, Aya Echad Minashuk Mudr Be'echad Mehen. One of Levi, a guy in the market, a third party, was uh, under the restriction of a netter from one of them. According to the Chachamim, that's it. That guy can't enter. Because according to the Chachamim, you can't say, well, I'm just using Shimon's. Because you'd be able to go use Shimon's. Reuben has to cede Shimon the right of usage, which is real time. That would be considered to be a benefit. So therefore, you cannot, there would be a benefit to Levi to be able to let Levi go in to Shimon's at the behest of Reuben. You still need Reuben's agreement at that time. Time can't work. Whereas according to Elizabeth Yaakov, Omer, Rabbi Yaakov, Omer, Yaakov, Omer, Lelosayot Shel Chavercha, Ani Nichnas. The lady can say, Shimon wants me to come. I am using his chelik. Your seating, your seating happened at the time that, of the brayer, at the time of the transaction. It's not in violation of the nether. I'm not going into your your part of the field now. The case is like this. Let's set this up. Let's say Reuben and Shimon again uh, get into it and there's a nether now precluding, let's just say Shimon, not, uh, Reuben not allowed to benefit from Shimon. Okay? Reuben's not allowed to benefit from Shimon. Shimon actually happens to be the owner of a bathhouse in the city. Or he happens to be the owner of the oil press. However, he at the time the nether was made, had leased it. He had leased it to Levi. So there is property that is owned by Ruvain, but is leased to, uh, is owned by, who's the case? Shimon. Shimon. Is owned by Shimon and was leased to Levi. Now the question is like this. Really we're getting into what the nature of a lease is. Is that if you tell me Ruvain's not allowed to benefit from Shimon, does that preclude him now from going into the bathhouse and going into the thing? Or do we say, is that since at the time the nether was made, it was now under the jurisdiction of of Levi, the nether would, would not be... Uh, so what the Gemara is going to say, uh, the Mishnah is going to give us a rule, which is going to have to be clarified. The Gemara, the Gemara is going to say, it really depends, does... At the, even though the lease was made, is there any governing control over the property? Are there any rights over the property that Levi, that Shimon still has that gives, gives ownership over it at that time? If he has, we'll see what exactly what that control is. But if he has some rights of control over it at the time of the lease, then the nether is binding. But if he does not, then the nether would not impact on using the, using the bathhouse or using the... Uh, we discussed the, the, in Israel with the, if he has a partnership, or that he gets a percentage of the lease. Remember? Right, right. So we're, we're going to see the percentage of the take. We'll have to see what exactly the case is. 
Shimura says like this. So Nachamo. So Amudra no Michaveiro. So you have a situation where there was a nether uh, that 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 uh, let's say Shimon is not allowed to get benefit. Ruben is not allowed to get benefit from Shimon's asses. All right. Now it happens to be that Shimon owns a, a, a bathhouse or in the city or he owns a, a, an oil press and they rent it out to a third party to Levi in the city. If Reuben, if, not Reuben, if Shimon has a Tvizas Yad, little means it means a control. He has a controlling interest on that lease, right? So then, Usher, then Ruvain would not be allowed to go into that, that, uh, that, 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 that. He's not a controlling of the lease. He's got a controlling interest of the asset. Of the asset. Making money off of it. We'll see what it means. Making money, right of usage. Okay, we'll see what it means. Right, right. But Anglo by Hentwisa's yard, if he does not have that control, so then it's considered to be at the time that it was made, not Shimon's, it's considered to be Levi's, and then Mutter would be allowed to go in and use it. Now, this last case we had, we dealt with extensively. The person says that I make a neder that I'm not allowed to enter base Cho, your house. Right? Shani Nichnas, Beis Shani, the Gersa again, this is the Ran. Shani Nichnas. Sotcha Shani Lokech, or that I have a nether that if I would purchase your field, your field, it would become usher for me to use. Meis Oshemach What happens if, this was Ruben said this to Shimon, Shimon died, and now it belongs to Shimon's son, or Shimon sold it, and now it belongs to Levi. Is the nether still in effect? Well, the time of Aaron Mishnahol, since he said, Sadcha or Beischa, the nether is only in effect if what? If he owns it. The moment he no longer owns it, the nether is not Beischa, it's not Sadcha, and it would not be binding. As of then it's Mutter. But Koinen by Zeb, but if he said, this house, Shani Nichnas, Sadezeh Shani Lakeh, Meis Oshemachra Laachra, if he dies or sells it to a third party, in that case it will still be Osir. Why? Because he never said it's based on his ownership. He just said it's this house, this, and if this opinion holds, you have a right to make a nether on something that transfers even where you no longer have jurisdictional rights, the nether will still apply and you yourself will not be allowed to benefit from it because you because, because at the time it was made, he was in control, he had the controlling rights. Now the Ron brings in That's something... Troubling. That's troubling. I sell this house, I own this house, okay, then I sell it and I'm no longer the owner and I have no value of it. But, no attachment. But you're not. not it's like, but, but, you're not, but, you're, but, you're, but you're making another that this house has nothing to do with the person. Right. Let's like a heck, it's like heck dish. Let's say I would say that this is heck dish. If I would say this is heck dish and then I sold it, would it still be heck dish? Yeah. Yeah. So you see, I have ability to create an Isra and sell it. I hear that. But I, mean, I, I hear that. Right. Now, the Ron says though, it does, it seems to be, so what's the more stricter of the two? The second one. By Zed, more strict, right. right? He says, but there's also cases where it's lenient. Because what happens, I said, by Zed and the house collapsed. And it's rebuilt. And it's rebuilt. That's no longer the same house. Oh, okay. But if he said, your house, uh, then it would still be problematic. Yeah, right. That's it. That's, that's the answer that comes out that there's a... Okay, John, we'll stop over here. What's the story? That could also be an issue for a lease, though, I imagine. Because the lease...